How do you like that? Man, that's that's magical. That's a good intro, I thought. Mm-hmm. So we were hanging out with the one and only Tim Holder. Tim Boulder. Yep. A.K.A. Carlisle Jones. Better known as Carlisle Jones. Better known as Carlisle Sadly. Jones. It's crazy that that's the alias that took off. God. Just like... It's, yeah, what is the story behind that? Uh, you, It's not good. <laughs> um, it was literally... I was performing at a, a, a show, and the guy... It was one of those old times because in like 2015, like, or yeah, it was 2015, you couldn't just like get a hip hop show like anything. It was like just hip hop wasn't really big in Birmingham. So I would, I went to a show, I was going by Call Out, which is my old rap name. And um, you would have to write down your name for them to call you up, like for like an open mic. And somehow, some dude saw call out, and my handwriting's not that bad. Like it's not like it's, it's not let, it's not that great, but it's not that bad. It's it's so like the dude had to be illiterate just because he saw call out and he was like Carlisle. So literally, he called me Carlisle to the stage, and I'm like sitting around like, <laughs> who's Carlisle? Who's Carlisle? Who's Carlisle? And I was like, he must be talking to me about me. So I go there and I was like, hey, do you mean call out? He's like. Yeah, yeah, call out. Like, not even close. Like, like I don't know. There, There's also been people that call it even call out wrong. Like, my, I've always had this issue my entire life where some people would say my name wrong, except for Timothy. No one ever got Timothy wrong. But, like, call out. They call me Kalute, which is real. <laughs> I remember Kalute. Like, they would... It was just bad. Like, they just can't... They couldn't... Caillou. We got Caillou. Yes, Caillou. I shaved my head for a show. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But... You don't even get that joke, do you? Uh, no. Caillou's a little bald kid. Is that anime? No. It's, okay. a, it's like a Nickelodeon show. Anime. <laughs> anime. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, uh, other than that, um, they called me Carlisle, went upstage, performed, and me and me and Zach were joking. We were like, I can't believe this dude just called me Carlisle. Like, who do you think I am? Like, Carlisle Jones or something? Literally just made him a fly. And then, like, as we're going home, it's like, man, Carlisle Jones kind of... It didn't stick for a while, though. You kept Call Out for a long time. Yeah. And you put out music under Call Out, and then he had been working on a project for a long time, and Call Out just didn't fit. And he was like, all right, it's time to make the switch. We're going Carlisle Jones. Yep. That was, like, 20... It, it had to be 2015. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because that's when All Hill came out. It's 2015. Yeah. So, but, like... That the name came out like that, and I actually uh, I do the the British version of Carlisle too with the S. Okay. So like it's harder because people call me Carlise now or Carlos. Um, it doesn't naturally have an S in it. No, it's usually C A R L I L E or C A R L Y L E. That's how Carlisle. I've never seen that in my I've never life. Seen, yeah, I've only seen it the way you spell it. Right. Well, how many Carlisles you know? Well, yeah, fair. All of one. <laughs> if, if, if Good point. The, the only other Carlisle that I've ever seen with an S is the one from Twilight, Dr. Carlisle. Okay. That's the only reason I know that is because I was trying to find clips for a song, and he's the only person I've ever seen in a video clip say Carlisle. 
they would, they would be like Carlisle. So if you listen to like an old hip hop album on, they just say Carlisle is from Twilight. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you performed. You were doing what hip hop music as a performing as Carlisle Jones. Yeah, till till about 2016, and I was I, I think I had one last show in 2017. But like, mm-hmm. I just started shooting videos. People started paying me for videos. So all I do is videos now. So you don't you don't rap anymore. You're not doing that. I song right now. So I help like song I help help write songs and lyrics with like a couple like Birmingham artists. He's and, like a ghostwriter. Yeah. Uh, I'm Drake. A, I'm a, Drake. There's a lot of hip hop in the scene right now that you'd have no idea Tim's the man behind it. Okay. Yep. So you're mostly known for your videography nowadays. And um, how did you get into that, I guess? Like were you doing your own music videos and then you just kind of transitioned to shooting friends or so it actually started because of you really okay i don't know if you remember but in 2014 i was like hey alex can i borrow your uh gopro 3 hero 3 and then that's when we shot that's when we shot the um no clue video mm-hmm. which is in yeah. the pool right no that's adventure time 3 Okay, okay. That's 2015. No, okay. 16. 15, 16. But, no, I, I borrowed that, and that's where me and Kika are in the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we shot it all on your little GoPro. Okay. And then So this was for your song? Yeah, it was for my song. Okay. Because it was enough for me to hold it and record it, but also I could give it to someone else, and, like, it could look bad, but it's a GoPro, so it's going to look, you know, pretty much homemade. And then from there, uh, Zach was busy a lot of time because I – can't remember if you were working at Holt or that was when you were working at uh, Maybe the, the, print the, the print shop, I yeah. think. But he was busy all the time. So, like, I worked at Mama Wilbur's Deli, and I would have my buddy uh, Oscar. He would give him the camera. He would film me. like Working at the deli? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. I get. I would give him the camera. Like, after, after work, we would literally just drive somewhere. So, if you go watch my video, Reset which is a super old video. It's literally the camera on a tripod. And then there's a scene where like the camera's just violently going left and right. Cause he's not a videographer. Okay. So, and then before that though, there was two videos I shot, which we're not going to talk about, but there's two videos that was shot, uh, before i started shooting my own videos and I was tired of paying people money because those videos were not turned out how I do it. And if you see my videos now, you'd understand. Cause like how my videos are shot, or it's how, like, I imagine videos. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can literally, I'll literally walk it. Like, if I was shooting a video here, I would immediately know the, at least three shots I was going to do, but make it not look like the same place. So, you would have an idea of what you would hope the video would look like. Correct. get it and then not be happy. Yeah, I would have the whole, com- there's this one video called Long Nights. I'm not going to tell you who shot it. <laughs> but, man, that was, like, the, ro- and I was skinny. I was 160 pounds. I was beautiful. And, like, <laughs> and the video still sucked. Still sucked. I was a part of that video shoot, and it was it took like three weeks to get the video back, and then like another week and a half to do revisions, and it still wasn't right. And after we got the second revisions, Tim was like, "Let's just shoot it. Let's like I'm done with this. Like we'll just do it ourselves." I would say that that's like the serious starting point where it's like, "Hey, I could do this. And make money. We're, we're gonna have to do Not it. Not make money. It, it was, was just for him. Yeah, it was still just for you. Yeah." So yeah. when is this? Are you still in high school when this is going on? Are you in college? No, after high school. Yeah, way okay. after high school. You're trying to make a career doing music? 
and not really i, mean, I wouldn't say just doing it for fun or what it was it started out for fun but it was like super serious because i mean if even if you go back and listen to like my old albums they already sound like i recorded them like last week okay. like because the quality because i i spent like four thousand dollars i'm still like four thousand in the hole from just doing music but like i have four thousand dollars like until into never cool insomnia all hell channel 46 and then Prismo. So these are all the albums that you did. Yes, Prismo has never came out, so no one's ever heard Prismo. So like, I, I have it done and ready to go. Drop it. Well, you'll you'll understand when I now this leads to the next part. So me and me and Zach have been talking about this. So uh, obviously, I have a really good video camera that I use to shoot my videos. But then there's the new camera I want to get that I'm trying to get. I want to get it by the end of September. What are you shooting? I want to get it by that. I don't. It ain't gonna work with what we're trying to do now. Yeah, I was about to say. But there's. I want to get the uh, the red camera. It's a Red Raven 4.5K, and it's like eleven thousand five hundred. It's the price of a Challenger. Um, But uh, which you also just bought. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So what are you shooting on now? The Canon 1DX Mark II. Okay, and that's what you've been doing your production with for the past couple of years. Yeah, that's what that's what I, that's what I've been doing since January of twenty nineteen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so bring me up to speed. I know some of this, but um, the Lawn Chair Youth brand is yeah. that your production company, or are you doing your videos under Carlisle Jones' name? Like, how does that work? What's the structure? Everything is under Launcher. Everything is under Launcher. So that's the basically. If I Google that, that's how I would. Yeah. Find if you type it, in Launcher Youth, company. if you type in Launcher Youth, it's going to give you our website, and it's also going to give you our like YouTube page, and it might also give you a couple artists too, because all my artists that like I deal with that are not signed to majors or anything like that, they're all technically under like Launcher, not as a record label. It was just more of like a distribution kind of like. Okay. Okay. It's just easier to kind of like network and keep you under one roof than it is to like be your own is fine. I mean, they can branch off anytime they want to, but like it's just easier to keep everything under one thing. And then you build up this one brand and now artists see my videos and they're like, man, I want to, I want to be on Launcher Youth. I want to be with like all these other artists and stuff like that. Okay. Versus like, Hey, get my video, start, drop it. And then, you know, then your videos like only, only by word of mouth. So you've been doing launch here for a long time and just doing like local videos for local artists and stuff. Yeah. But then recently one of the artists that you've been working with or two of them, you tell me three of them actually now. got really kind of went viral and got offers from like major labels and stuff and yeah. ended up signing to a deal. Well, tell me about that. So I have two artists, day day one K and then GBF King. Uh, we, both of them got signed to a major label uh, working on a lot of Day Day's music, and then uh, we'll be working on a lot of King's music soon. And then uh, I also have another artist named Wakia, which is J U A K I A, by the way. I know the, the was the hard part of that. But, uh, and then I have her and Toxic getting signed to a major label right now, too. So you're managing these people? Yes. I'm also like, I'm managing them, I'm shooting all their videos still, and then I'm putting, I'm putting in loads of money behind all of them. So, how did you get into the management side? Did one hey, of the guys was like, "Hey, I got an offer from a Columbia, and I need a manager. Do you want to be my manager?" Yeah, Is it that so, simple. I mean, so like, Day 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 was the first person to ever hit me up to be his manager. We were shooting his video for B4L, which is like 
And then uh, this is when War Ready, which is like his big smash single, just hit nine million views on mm-hmm. YouTube in yeah. a year. Nine million views. Yeah, it'll hit ten million. It'll be it'll hit ten million in about two three weeks. And this is under the Lawn Chair Youth. Uh, no, I wish, oh, okay. but it's not. It's under his. It's on his page, which is good because he he gets all the revenue, he gets all of the views, he gets all the subscribers. So this guy you've been working with for a long time puts a video on YouTube and it goes viral yeah it's got nine million views and 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 it's funny he dropped a video with no tags and the category was people in vlogs so it wasn't yeah tagged or in the right category it just so was that the video that kind of put him that's the video that on the radar of like the major labels and stuff. that's the video that i think made everything possible and i didn't even shoot that video so it was shot by someone else like i i knew i didn't know day day when he did that video like I saw those videos, and okay, I was like, "Man, okay. that's good." And then uh, King introduced me to Day Day, and then uh, we shot the My Image video, which hit a million. Now that one is a million on my page. That is ours. That's that's Launcher. So that one has a million page on a million views on Launcher. Well, that's a small feat. I mean, getting anything to have a million views on YouTube. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's more commonplace now than it has been. Well, I mean, we have five million views in total in videos on Launcher. Okay, which is. Which is not a lot to some people, but like to like the normal person, that that's a lot, especially with constant growth, like every day grinding since twenty thirteen. So yeah. I make a video, it goes viral, and then what? Like you get people that are um, damn dog. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, it's a dog. Uh, pause it, I guess. Can you hear that in the microphone? Yeah, I can hear. It. And we're back. And we're back. So, so to bring back up what I was talking about, um, so getting meeting Day Day and becoming hit the he'd been the first artist that I managed. So now, like prior to that though, I I didn't manage people. I just did all their like social media stuff. I put out their music and stuff like that. I did so what a manager would do, but like I was their friend. I was shooting their videos. I might as well just just help doing them. it for fun. Yeah, okay. just to help them out and stuff. And then, uh, but we're shooting. Uh, Day Day has that song blow up. Then, I, then I shoot this video for him and King. And now that video, he, the song hadn't blown up when we shot that, but it just steadily getting bigger and bigger. And then YouTube is like, "Hey, you know what? Recommended." And then, boom, that was it. So it got recommended. Just the algorithm start getting a hundred thousand, hundred thousand views every two days. Like, so this is before the record deal, or what? This is before the record deal. Okay. So it started gaining traction, and then. And then A and R started hitting up Day Day for uh, for a record label to meet him and stuff like that. And um, so, but we shoot a video Dope Boy Dreams, and we shoot Remember the Times, and then we shoot B Four L. And by the time we got to B Four L, Day Day, uh, Day Day, and me had like a like we started trusting each other, and he was like, "Well, man, you're really like helping me out and stuff like that." And um, I, I have some A and Rs and stuff that have like, you know, been. Uh, been hitting me up and distributors and stuff like that and uh i was wondering if like you could talk to him and stuff and like kind of manage me because his mom did, his mom didn't want to manage him at the time or anything like that so he asked me because I, I guess i was the only person that was putting forth the effort to yeah help him the, do the, stuff yeah so i said yes i did that and in turn with that being said um uh i i, I managed king at the same time too like i started managing king too because king was blowing up too. record labels were asking about both of them uh so 
we I did a couple of trips with Day Day, did a couple of them with them together. We met a bunch of record labels. How many labels did you guys meet? I mean, these these labels are like flying you out to L.A., flying you out to New yeah. York. I mean, you guys I, were we all met over with the place. eleven record labels. Talked to about fifteen, but met with eleven. Had you ever done anything like this before? No, no, not at all. So it was pretty it was pretty new for me, but like at the same time, I'm a talker, which you you know personally, so I can literally talk to anyone about anything. Still, I would have been kind Even of But Tim also knows a lot about hip-hop in general, just coming up with yeah. it. Where, like... They're 18, we, by the way. King and Day are 18 years old at this time. We had conversations where Tim would be in a meeting with the higher-ups at a label, and the labels are talking about all these producers to King and Day Day, you know, trying to, like, win them over and be flashy, and King and Day Day have no clue who these producers are. And Tim's like, oh, yeah, I know this person, this person. Yeah, yeah. And he did this song with blah, blah, blah. And it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's a good song, blah, blah, blah. And and it's funny, especially when you start getting into, like, their Instagrams and, like, you check, like, DMs from people and, like, you, re- you already see what people just naturally look over. Like, King, King before even us blowing up, King had... Um, I, you don't know anything about hip hop, so it's kind of like super hard to tell you. But there's there's an artist named Lil Tecca. He's, he's huge right now. Huge artist, and it was okay. even he was even bigger when King got a DM from. There's a guy named Taz Taylor, who's a producer for this group called Internet Money, huge huge company. Stupid. Baby. And he messaged King. He's like, "Hey man, let's work." Which King didn't even message him back. King had no idea who he was. Yeah, verified check everything. And I was like, man, King, like that that you could have you could have blown before Day Day met most likely if you got a record, you know, with Taz Taylor, that would been that would have been huge. And, and Taz Taylor would probably try to sign him to the internet money and stuff like that. Um, but like that to say is like it's just when you're not into like the world of hip hop, like you're in it like as a rapper and you're living in the street life and you're doing all that versus knowledge of like what the industry is doing mm. like i'm super knowledgeable of the industry billboards numbers people whereas like but i'm not super knowledgeable what's happening like in the streets or what people's like whatever new artist is emerging or underground artists like i'm not always you know super up to it until like they already start getting some traction well sure i mean it's like the vast sea that is the internet i mean it's hard to keep up with every new emerging artist i would think oh yeah for sure but now now the craziest thing is and i guess me being already a hip-hop artist from birmingham is that birmingham right now is the biggest hip-hop scene like i would say coming up on in the south like like florida florida has you know florida's huge so like there's so many rap scenes in florida because it's you know like to get from the one side of Florida to the other side, it's what, like 14 hours probably? Yeah. So it's like Cali or something. It takes forever. So, like, you know, there's all this huge hip-hop scene there, and then there's Atlanta, which we don't even have to talk about how big hip-hop is in Atlanta. But Birmingham has never been a hip-hop state. Like, like if you, if you can name if you can name one hip-hop artist that blew up out of Alabama before 2017, I'd be surprised. Hmm. Because there's the answer is none. There's literally none. So well, now the guys you're working with, hopefully. So yeah. like, but they like, but even then, like they haven't blown up. Like, you know, there's like getting signed to a record deal, having a couple good songs, but and then there's blowing up. Right. Blowing up, even with nine million views on his video, that's not blowing up. Yeah, you know, that's just one good video. Now if he had like forty to sixty thousand or forty to sixty million, 
completely different story because there's okay. like a platinum that, record. Yeah, that's the trending page right there. Yeah. So what happens? Are you guys in the middle of recording an album, or I mean, what what? He, okay, so he signed to a label. Yes. And are are both the guys signed to a label? They're both signed. Okay, so both these guys. That's another subject, but Day Day in particular. Yeah. So what is he doing right now? So Day Day just went in the studio for th- three days the last week, did fifteen, 15 songs. songs. Okay. And the, and the thing is like, like, and it's not even because like I'm not a, it's not even that I'm a fan or anything like that. It's just like he literally just hits every single time he makes a song. Like, is he writing his own songs? He freestyles. He just freestyles it. Top of his head. Here's the beat. Really. Here's the vibe. Freestyle. And he's a singer though versus a rapper okay so with that but he still has like that hip-hop mentality to it but as a singer day day does this thing with his voice that i don't hear anyone else do is he really constructs how he says words and phrases different than you know if you hear a beat that's you know one two three four one two three four he's hit not hitting it one two three four he'll literally be like he would hit like one two four to the five like he'll like he'll like construe it to like the next bar and so it's like super weird like but he's a singer because okay. singers can hold notes anytime and bring them back and okay. yeah you, you'd have to like really listen to it and stuff like that but he does that is he like poetic about it i guess i wouldn't even say it's poetic i would just say he just he does what he feels when he hears a beat he just just goes with the vibe for it Okay, so he's just naturally good at just freestyling when it comes to. But he wasn't though. He wasn't. He wasn't. Well, sure like, practice. So and, the music though is this being brought to him by the the producer or the. So there's a. I mean, where's the music coming from? So there's a couple of places. So me also being who I am, I talk with producers and stuff like that. So one one thing that rappers don't do that I would suggest if any rappers listen to this podcast is be friends with producers because okay. like rappers don't are not besties with producers it's usually the managers and the a and r's like it's never the artists themselves so like so you know what the so i talked to a producer like hey man we're going to the studio monday can you send us a pack of beats and they'll be like, okay awesome send a pack of beats they make the song with the artist i send the artist song it's like oh man he killed it but they, there's no interaction between the artist and the producer ever the relationships built through me and my and and my the record label team. Okay, I guess I understand that. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. So I mean, so like this, like you work for a company and you help a client all the time, and the boss of your company never talks to that customer. You're always the person that talks to the customer. Right. Day day being the boss, and me being the middleman, being you. So I always talk to the customer, but the boss never does. But the boss is always super happy to talk with, or is super happy to always get business from the other guy. So I'm kind of like the middleman when it comes to stuff. But at the same time, though, there really doesn't actually need to be any like communication between the producer and the artist to really make music and stuff like that. Especially when like there's only good things coming from it, but like it would help sometimes because sometimes you might get a cheaper price or you might get better beats or they might you know. So are you finding the producers? Is the label finding the producers? I mean, where do you? Like... So the label has producers that they have and that then, they work with. Yeah, I they guess. send beats and, they... and stuff like that. And then okay. there's producers on Instagram 
because people always want to get their beats and get their placements and stuff. They'll send me literally beats and then I'll show them to the guys and they will say yes or no. So you're the guy to go through if I have a beat and I want, you know, yes. I think that would be a good but fit. But it also it. has to go through me first too because I'll listen to the beats. That's what I'm saying. Like everything yeah. goes through you before it would get to that. Correct. And now if the beat's just trash or something like that, I will not even show them. Okay. Like I'm not going to waste their time. So what – the guys that you're working with, who did they ultimately end up signing with? So they signed with Sony uh, via Arista Records. And then my artist, Wakia, right now, she's in talks of getting signed with Island Records, which is part of uh, UMG or Universal Music Group. And then there's another indie indie group called Bonfire Records that's interested in her. I got a meeting with them tomorrow. Okay. So, cool. and then – but yeah, that, I'm working on her because she's an R&B singer with an incredible verse. But me and her have been writing all of the songs together. So every song she's got coming out, it, I touched it, she touched it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, Tim would come over. Um, we've been doing a lot of stuff with our company, and he'd come over to approve stuff like this. And in the process, he'd be like, hey, check this out. And he'd open up his notes on his phone, and he'd read it like like it was a poem. And I would hear the lyrics and be like, okay, yeah, that's sick. And then he's like, okay. And then we went to the studio and she sang it. And then he plays a song. And it's like, she just takes it to a whole new level. Yeah. But like, there's so many. I guess I didn't realize everything that goes on in the background that I love this artist, but I know truly it's it's Tim in the background. Like, I'm listening to Tim right now. It's, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll have to play the, the song, but like, and then I've, but I've also been teaching her a little bit because I mean, like, everyone who has an incredible voice has a mentor or someone that really pushed them. It's like at the end of the day, you know, Michael Jackson, you love Michael Jackson songs? Sure. How many of those did he write? I don't know. Quincy Jones wrote majority of his songs. Do you know who Max Martin is? Max Martin wrote. Max Martin is literally the biggest songwriter of all time. He wrote uh, uh, Hit Me One More, or Baby One More Time. What's that song? Britney Spears. Britney Spears, yeah. yeah. He wrote that song. He wrote Sync songs. He wrote all of Katy Perry's album, Ariana Grande's album. He, I, The list it just goes oh, okay. on. He wow. wrote uh, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd, and no one even knows that. That's recent. From 1998 to 2020, he's writing top, top billboard songs of all time, and he's from Sweden. Wow. Yeah, he's not even American. So I guess most popular artists don't write their own music. No, that's not true. I mean, I, mean, I learned Elton John doesn't write any of his own music. That was kind of soul-crushing. He might have in the early days. That's but the smoke and mirrors about the music industry going it's just, on. Yeah, it's, it's just entertainment. Is, that's all well, there's is. there's people that know more than you do. Sure. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with writing your own songs, but, like, I don't know, like, we had this other day, me and Keo were in the car, and I was playing this beat, and I was like, man, this needs to be the beat that you and Data do a song on. And she used to like send her there's just like, I don't really like this beat at all. And then I start coming up with this melody, you know, it's like da na na da na 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 da na na da na na Like it's just it's catchy just off the rip of like doing that. Then you put words to it and it's like I got no soul, I got no pain, and you're the one to blame. Like you know, just like coming up with it, and then okay. you have a you have a really big good artist sing it, completely different record. And you know, even if you like you don't like it, I mean, what's that? What's that? Uh, there, there's like, 
there's songs that you know that someone wrote, and there's songs you definitely know no one wrote. Now, granted, there are songs that are hits that are, and there's songs that are not hits. But like you know that like uh, Savannah song was that the one like uh, mm. it just it repeats that just over and over. I'll have to look it up, man. Yeah, but, I'm not familiar. But it is super annoying. Like uh, then you have like people that are like the Migos. Like when Migos came out, they would literally go like like uh, Chinatown, Chinatown, Chinatown. Yeah. Jumping out the gym, jumping out the gym. They just repeat, you know, the words over and over, and the repetition. But it's catchy. That's exactly, all the repetition is catchy, but is it good songwriting? Well, that's debatable. I exactly, guess. but I mean, that's that's the point. Like I'm kind of going for is like, you know, regardless, I I'm trying to read. I'm trying to get her to a point where like, you look at the lyrics and you read them, and they're more as like a poem or they're more like as a story. And, and like I'll read to I'll read them to her supernatural like like um there's a song by Billie Eilish uh which I talk about all the time um which regardless if you like Billie Eilish or not uh, like Eilish. but she has a song called every uh everything I wanted and these are the legit lyrics of everything I wanted I had a dream I got everything I wanted not what you think but if I'm being honest, it might have been a nightmare. To anyone who might care, I thought I could fly. So I stepped off the golden. Nobody cried. Nobody even noticed. That's the... Yeah, when you say it like that, that does sound kind of silly. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you know, like it's super like conscious. It's just like, you know, I had a dream the other night. Actually, if I recall, it was a nightmare that I had. And, you know, like, you know... All right, well, now sing it. Just yeah, sing it. Sing yeah. it yeah. I mean, you could sing anything. And, I mean, if you're a good singer, then yeah, know, that's all anybody can But we about. write all our songs in 10, 15 minutes. We will, I'll literally take her home, sit in the car, play a beat that I have real quick, and we'll sit there and we'll write the song, do the hook twice, write two verses. And she's a singer, so you only, you only have to write maybe, like, eight bars mm-hmm. per verse, and it's super quick and simple. And so you can just churn them out, man. Just churn out songs left and Correct. right. Correct. A lot of artists do that. You just yeah. sit on work and wait for it to be mixed and mastered, and then you just wait on a release date, just put it out. As yeah. much music as you can possibly get out there. Now, correct. Now, now, wait, now that's the then that's when the record label versus the independent part comes. Is like you have a record label that's going to give you more opportunities. Now, does signing to a record label mean you become a big artist? Hell no. That, no, that okay, because that's that to me to the unknown. You know, signing to a label that I mean that sounds like a big accomplishment. It's not though. Well, a lot goes into it too because you have these huge labels who are on the surface it's a good deal, but they have so much on their plate that like, will you really get the focus after you put out your first release? It's like you put out that first album, well it didn't do so well. Well, okay, you had your shot. The label's gonna put their focus towards somebody else okay so yeah. you're saying if you sign with like a major label that you could still be put on the back burner and not really yeah. get like the attention well we took a risk uh, we took a risk with uh, with king and day day because we i didn't i purpose i purposely told told them when we were starting this look these are your options these are all your labels okay they're all going to sign you for about the same amount of money and but the, that one label that's been super kind to us the whole time, really pushing us, doing all this stuff, like really liked us. Yeah. They were not a hip hop company. Okay. So they didn't have any hip hop artists. We would have been, we are literally the hardest artists on that label. Everyone else is just indie songs that, not saying that they're going to blow up or not, but like 
if you go to the billboards right now, I, and if you st- if you can see one indie pop artist that's not Taylor Swift, I'd be surprised. So the label Taylor Swift just dropped this week. So, so is that why you guys decided to go with the label that you went with? Yes, because we had no competition. As far as within like that the, genre, within the genre, right. yes. Okay. So now, if we talk about the artist from Birmingham that blew up the most, uh, has the literally has the second biggest video on World Star, which is like huge hip hop. Uh, a YB and Namir, he is an artist. He literally has two platinum records. He he has video. Both his videos have over 150 million views each. God. Signed to Atlantic Records in 2013 or two, no 2017. And he still hasn't put out his first album. Now, did you guys tour Atlantic? Was that on the? Yeah, we went to Atlantic. It was pretty nice, but they, that they, they they weren't. We weren't at that level. Like we're ready, we're ready. Hadn't even hit. I think five hundred k yet. The main song. Yeah, that you guys were putting. Okay. So of all the labels that you, who came in close second or third? Like you guys went with Sony, but I mean. So there's two levels. There's Cinematic, which is an independent hip hop label. So they only do like hip hop and a little bit of R and B. And then there's Warner, which is Warner's a way bigger company. But we didn't we we didn't want to. We just didn't go out to them and do that because we were and just did, we were just kind of ready to sign. Like so, did the label sign both King and Day Day? Yeah, so they're, they're individual artists. They're not, they're, you know, they're not a group. Right. They're okay. individual artists. So it's like, like Migos, where it's like a group of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but they're also separate artists too. Though they all do their own separate things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But but like they signed them as a group, and then they right. but they're also signed independently too for their own music. Gotcha. So they got like double deals. So what kind of money are we talking? I mean, uh, I can't talk about that, but. <laughs> But I can tell you this, I got enough money from me personally off of my percentage of being their manager. Which is what percentage? I'm not telling you. But I got um <laughs> but I, I got enough money for me to make what I would make at my old job in two years. In okay. one in a day. Okay. So a good chunk of money. A good chunk of money. We're talking about uh, not a lot ballpark. Of, they get a million dollars. No. Get, okay. No. All right. No, no. If that if they got, they got a, if that, five million dollars, five million dollars. If, if they got a million dollars, we would already have our company like up and running. And right. so, I would, so tell me about that. So you guys, not you're you're an artist manager, you're mm-hmm. a videographer, photographer. You do kind of everything. You guys are also doing merchandise and a boyfriend. What? That's oh, you're a, a boyfriend. Too. Oh, okay. a job yeah, too. that's true. That's true. It kind of threw me off there. Um. Not with me, with his. No, my mom might other. think that, but what? So, oh God, the lawn chair youth—that's your production company that yeah. you guys are doing videos and stuff under. Yeah, which that really picks up where we started this whole conversation when we started the episode was, uh, lawn chair youth started back in 2013 doing his music videos, and then with lawn chair youth at the time was just a YouTube channel that we posted his videos under. Uh, then that grew. It's like, hey, it'd be cool if we put Lawn Chair Youth on a T-shirt. If we put Lawn Chair Youth on a hoodie. If we put Lawn Chair Youth on another so it's T-shirt. Like, it's like morphed into its own full brand. Correct. So, like, okay. So okay. initially, not to interrupt you, but yeah, yeah. the be- the best sound in the world. Pop the seal. That was very dude. loud. That was pretty good though. No, it sounds so good. That's pretty dude. good. Any country, you're like, yeah. Try not to cuss right there. Yeah. Any language, anything. Yeah. Uh, so that was it. It started out as just 
it was mainly focused on call out it wasn't even carlisle jones at the time it was Mm -hmm. strictly focused on his music and as as he kind of shifted out of doing his own music under carlisle jones and we we quickly shifted from doing his videos to doing other local artists music videos and so just from there it's it's progressed into this video production company and utilizing my skills of working at a print shop it's like okay i can print merch for all these artists let's do that we have another buddy with a degree in graphic design. Well, let's bring him on board to start. He can make all the album art for all these artists that we're doing. Um, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, though. a little bit. Being homeschooled and knowing coding because you're making the websites and designs I'm for great. the... I'm great. I'm yeah, great. I'm the backbone of this company. So. I mean, you're so just, launch you're just CEO, you so I have to be. Yeah, yeah that, that is both of us. It's okay. a partnered group. It's a partner group. It's production great. company based out of... We call it a multimedia production studio. Multimedia production studio. Yes. Okay, because you guys are like all over the place, and it's hard for me to kind of wrap my head around what it's exactly hard. you do. It's it's hard to describe to what we do. Are all. you a clothing company? Are you a production company? Are you a photographer? Do you build websites? So, what do you do? You do it all, I guess. I would say like multimedia is the best way because like like we don't we we are multimedia now because we don't even have a production studio, so we can't be a production company yet. Yeah. But you guys are, that's all about to change, right? Correct. Yes, correct. Hopefully everything goes By the good. time this episode comes out, we we should be in good to go. Correct. Yes. yes. Can y'all talk about that yet? I mean, we can. We, we did some searching and we finally narrowed down and, and picked a location. We got to agree to a certain terms before we sign a lease, but uh, it should open up a lot of possibilities for it. It's, it's definitely a huge stepping stone for our company right yeah. now. It's really funny too, because like, the the location we picked is actually the worst looking location out of all the places we looked at. Correct. But had the most opportunity for what we wanted to do versus having a building that's already pre-laid out. Because the building that we're looking at now, they're going to completely wipe it. So they're going to gut everything. It's going to be out four of it. walls. Yeah. But just imagine, like you walk into a warehouse and it's how just, big? It's twenty four hundred square feet. Okay. And what all will you be doing under in this space? I don't know. Like, but what's the? I mean, you're going to be helping what's us move some plan. Oh yeah, and I've got a vague idea. I mean, so I mean, I guess it'd be nice to have a place where you can. So right shoot now, regardless of weather, primarily a lot of the videos that we do, we scout locations for that. We've even gone to companies who are other production studios that offer offer you know different sets and production type stuff that you know we were paying for before and it's so like, basically just a sp- like a studio space correct it, we just we finally got to a point it's like okay the the it'd be it's more beneficial for us to invest in a space and invest in all this production equipment to do it all in house versus to keep going out and you know hiring other people to do it okay yeah because in in Birmingham, so we're trying to be we're trying to be the one stop shop for all kind of like biographers, photographers, weddings. I mean, just anything. Uh, I, can, I can have a wedding in your in your venue that you're. I mean, is it, it, it going to be like a venue? You can do it's like, like a, a no, venue, no, no, right? no, no, just, okay. no, no, no. I mean, like no, photography, no. like you do like a like a what do you call them? Bridal sessions or so engagement like a, sessions? I guess I'm not up to terms with. Okay, so you you I guess. In, picturing in my head you're gonna have like a big backdrop and stuff that photographers can come in and rent and have the lighting and the backdrop and all that stuff to shoot whatever correct, correct. okay okay so yeah. 
But yeah, it's going to be dope, uh, especially some of the like mock-ups or some of the ideas that I have because, um, and Zach, Zach hopefully will agree with me, I have a way more vast imagination than Zach does. That's true. That's um, true. Now, you guys are printing all your own merchandise. Yes. Shirts, shorts. Which will be in there too, though. So you're running like a full-blown print shop in the back. We're not doing that. No, it's 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 a private. I don't know how it's say it. It's all in house. So we would print merchandise for artists that we already work with. Okay. Like mom and pop couldn't come in and say, "Hey, we want shirts for our family reunion." Right, we right, right, right. Like no, 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 no. Yeah, so you're not opening like a public print shop, but yeah. you are doing correct. your own printing. That is correct. The way we have it set up is an artist can come in and say, "Hey," because we're going to have a studio in the in our facility. So an artist can come in and say, hey, I want to record music for my new EP that's going to drop. We'll say, okay, we'll record your music. Okay, now that you have this album, let's do some visuals. Let's put out some videos for your for your album to push it. Okay, walk right over here. Let's film your video. Okay, we got the video done. Let's. You also want graphics and stuff to put together an album artwork to then release with your EP. Okay, walk right over here. We've got a graphic design to do that. Okay, now that you've put out your music, you're building an audience, how about we look at merchandising? Okay, let's walk right over here. We can print out your merchandising. Yeah. Design it, it, print it, do it. Okay. That's correct. Okay, so it's okay, a one-stop okay. shop. Yeah. But mainly for us only, not really even for people as much because, like, at the end of the day, like, you're going to walk into this, this place – People are going to pay to rent the space for, you know, how many hours they need to. Or we're after dark, we're going to have a studio in the back that we're going to hire an engineer to work there on whenever he's available. and then Like only, a recording studio. But Correct. Yes, but only for artists that have paid to shop with me. Okay. Because that way, one, I know the artist. Well, obviously, you're not just going to let anybody just walk in there. Two. True, too. I bet, like, so only artists I know um, and then only people that I would remotely trust. Like, you know, can't fully trust anyone, but like, but people that I would trust enough to let them into my facility and record some stuff. And then, you know, it's just kind of, it's just going to be dope to just have all that stuff in one place, but also it's going to be a place to hang out. So like, it might like, if like famous people come into Birmingham or something like that and, you know, we compare it to, you're not familiar with Lyrical Lemonade. It's a videographer who is, has essentially done what we are trying to do. He started as a videographer, and he's just built this whole company. And I would say he's he's a pretty big influence as to what we're trying to do because Lyrical now lemonade. now okay. he has a studio space pretty similar to what we're trying yes. to do. But but he has but he has like a business office. Then he has a, a separate building. And he's a videographer who works with huge artists. Yes, like massive. Like artists. All, all his videos are anywhere from ten to fifty thousand. Fifty. Okay, so that brings me around to another question. So the label, with with the artists that you're working with, I would assume that the label gives these artists a budget as far as like, I mean, our music videos still as relevant as they used to be. Yes. So now that's that's the glorious part about my artists is they have an incredible videographer. He does management and videography. Yeah, you do it all. Yes. So So you can do your own videography for your own artists. Yes, and the, and it and it doesn't go against their budget because they do have budgets and budgets are easy to and hip hop budgets are super easy to just run out of because one you got to pay producers and some producers charge hundred a hundred dollars some charge six thousand dollars 
Yeah, it's all over the place. Sure. Yeah, and then uh, then we shot a music video the other day for Day Day about a month and a half ago, and it was $10,000 for the video shoot. Okay. Yeah. Now, granted, was that video shoot worth $10,000? Could you have done it? Absolutely. I could have done it, but I wouldn't have done it how they did. Correct. Like, I have my own ideas for stuff, and the but the thing is, like, it was an experience for Day Day to really experience, like, what a true, like, 12-hour grueling day outside in the heat in they Georgia. They got grips, and they got pr- they have, production crew. I mean, yeah. it's like being on a movie set. I yeah, correct. Yeah. Now, does that make, does now, does that necessarily mean a video is good? That's Never. what I'm asking. Never. Yeah, so just because you have all this gear and this fancy, you know. Yeah. Because the thing is, I shot it. I just uh, Day Day has a new a uh, new single coming off uh, coming out called With God, and I shot the whole video in the studio. And if I showed you that video versus the the, the video that he shot for ten thousand dollars, and you just watched both of them, and I ask you which video which video do you think, you know, which video do you think like is a hundred like what's the percentage of like out of ten do you think which one's better? Like if I was like, what would you rate this one? What would you rate this one? Right now, granted, is that it's a little so bit. So just because you have a huge budget and a big set and fancy equipment doesn't necessarily equate to like yeah, better overall production. If value. you go to like the biggest songs ever from almost every major artist that made them popular, are are they like a multi you know thousand? Well, no, dollars? it's just dudes shooting videos with their iPhones, and that's what blew Correct. up. Correct now. And there's some artists. Wasn't that YBN's video was shot in a gas station? Yeah, it was shot by Evan. Yeah. He shot him in a gas station station in the back of his friend's house. Who is this? With all of his brother's guns, too. It wasn't even his guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We talked about YBN earlier. He's the one. He's got all these platinum releases and records. He's from Alabama, and he has all these millions of views, and he hasn't even released an album yet. Yeah. So he's an artist, not a producer. He's he's an artist. One of his friends, because he had like a group called YBN, Corday. Corday's the one that dropped the album, got nominated for a Grammy, and like. And the, all these dudes are from Alabama. No, he's not. He's from Texas. Oh, okay. Or he's from one of them. He's from Texas or somewhere else. But. But the first dude was from Alabama. Yeah, Correct. from Alabama. Yeah. 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 From they That's all played cool. GTA online with each other, and then they started rapping. Started rapping together. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, because cool. the thing is, like, you never know what's popular. Like, there's another artist called. Uh, there's another artist right now who. He he literally just dropped his first video. He paid three hundred dollars for the video, and and the video blew up because I guess the dude had the someone on he knew someone on TikTok that was blown up, and so someone literally danced to fifteen seconds of the song on TikTok, and then everybody That's wanted all it takes. everyone wanted to visit the song, and then in literally three weeks he has two hundred fifty thousand views on the video, wow. and I, I had A and R's hit me up, which is now. I feel like a plug for like a lot of like artists in Birmingham because like all the A and R's know me. They're like, "Ooh, from Alabama, Carlisle Jones." Let me text him real quick, saying if he knows them or how I can get linked with them. Okay. Because these are regular dudes. These are not verified dudes. These are people that are on Instagram. Are you verified? No, but there's there's dudes on Instagram messaging artists that are blowing up, but they think they're just like fans looking for head out of like you know handouts or promo and stuff like that. What they're actually like legit A&Rs for big record labels and you just don't know it because mm. they're regular dudes. I have zero understanding in the music industry, so this is all news. That's good. To me. But... Are you, like, secretly more famous than I realize? Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. I, I would like, say that, yeah. Because <laughs> how long have I known you? You and my brother have been friends for... You know, over a decade. Yeah, over a, decade. a long time. Yeah. And um, 
you're just slowly becoming like a famous music producer. Yeah, I was famously hated in the community. And then, why? Yeah. What? Why were you? Because of my personality. Hated? His personality. I mean, Tim. Zach hated me too. You didn't know that Zach actually no. didn't like me at first. No, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, Zach. I was manipulated into thinking that Tim was a bad person, and then uh, on a whim, I took a chance, and uh, we've been best friends. I've literally seen him every day since for over a decade. Yeah, and now we're, now we're business partners, and um, not lovers, business partners. Linda, yeah, let's clear that right up. So. Yeah, it's to be determined. So. Okay. How many videos, like, all right, so with this the popularity <laughs> of your, with the popularity of the artist that you work with and your name, and then I guess all the videos that you guys shoot, you've kind of built a name for yourself as a reputable videographer. And a channel, too. We have, we have, we have artists come to us just wanting to pay us just so we'll upload their video to our YouTube channel. Are you the next world Which we star? Don't, we I mean, don't do. We don't do. We don't do that Correct. because, like, it's, it's like, I love your. I would love your money, but like part of like the artistry. It's of, not us. Yeah, yeah, I want us to be our content because then it looks like you're just like paid pay right. to play. Just like, put anybody on there. Yeah, not to cut you off, but unless they give me, unless you're giving me a lot of money, like a lot of money, <laughs> we're not worth it. I'll just tell you. So cool. So what's next for Lawn Chair Youth? I mean, besides well, we're, getting we're, the studio we're shutting space, our doors, uh, <laughs> closing up shop. Um, we're actually going to call it quits. We're done. We're I was actually going to say for a lawn chair, I feel like going from 2013 and then hitting that bump for, I would say three years, we hit like a bump where like we made some clothes. It worked out. We, we didn't sold. really know what we were doing. Yeah. Though. We, we started lawn chair youth as a clothing company. It was mm-hmm. literally going to be strictly well, clothes. Yeah. I've been following it for a while and I kind of still don't really fully. Well, now I do, but up until this point, didn't really know what, it was well we've since re is it a brand so the the, the next tommy hill figure it's lawn chair it? youth but the actual production side we've rebranded and that's our actual business is lcy lawn chair youth lcy media yeah gotcha. so that that's the more production i guess it's a little more professional sounding but the clothing line and everything and still lawn chair even youth, the I youtube mean. channel yeah, yeah. It's, it's all lawn chair youth now how did you come up with that name by the way I'm just it curious. was we Tim and I used to make YouTube videos way back in the day, and we would always, hey, let's make this channel. Hey, let's make this channel. Hey, let's make this channel. Sure. And I think it was a name that I threw out there, and then I was like, I don't like this name anymore. And Tim was like, no, it's a good name. Keep it. Had it not been for Tim saying, no, keep the name, we would have trashed it back yeah. in 2010. It was one of those things where, like, he came up, he said Launcher Youth, and I was like, I think that like has like the perfect tongue in cheek kind of name to where like it actually can like mean something to it because like we I say like honest fight he made honest fight you did um, that was another clothing uh, company you did. a dirty what was it I don't even remember I don't, I don't, it was dirty something honest fight dirty was the one something. that honest fight was the one that took off then I did a Alabama hardcore brand yeah we these did. are just all clothing brands you just yeah you dirt bag that was it that you did dirt bag all con- just throwing stuff out there seeing what would stick launcher just wanting to one. do like a, a clothing company, yeah. yeah i guess okay and then like and like when we were when i was talking about like me being like the more like creative of the guy like the people when it comes to just like thinking about like 
past like the present and like thinking about future stuff like i like launch our youth and then he can tell you because as i was a rapper i would literally make up new versions of launch our youth like rent money patio kids far um, from lazy far from lazy retire young like so what is all that that's just like branches of the same it's all brands. just like little taglines slogans to go along oh, okay. with okay. launch our youth yeah just like any company any company like if you like, um, if you think of like a person that makes a like Fendi, which is made by Rihanna, I bet Fendi has like three to four, or five different le- brands inside of Fendi that they go by for like fragrances, shampoos, lotions. Like they have like different names, kind of like how a uh, Coke has Coke, and then they have like Sprite, Dr Pepper, blah 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 blah. blah. They have yeah, like literally five different. Easy. They have five different companies, but they're still Coke at the end of the day. Right. So, like, it's kind of like that. Like, they're not as prominent, obviously, but they're a way to kind of branch off from it. But also, far from lazy is our mission statement. So, like... <laughs> that's your mission statement. That's right. Yeah. All right, that's pretty solid. I yeah. get it. Versus, like, we're a company. We work hard. We're a company. <laughs> we are far from lazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But no, it's, but it's, it's it plays on with our name is, like, lawn chair youth. Like, when you think of lawn chair youth, what do you think? When you're in a lawn chair, what are you doing? Being lazy, I'm chilling, yeah, yeah relaxing, and then youth being where the young generation, so we're younger, youthful, and then if you put them together, Not you're really. lazy young children, you're you're lazy people. That's, now again, this is stuff that he all came up with. I was yeah, like, launch down to the deep recesses of his brain, you, right dude. Now. That sounds cool, brother. Let's do that. That sounds. I don't like that. Tim's like, whoa, wait a minute, yeah. whoa, yeah. yeah. But then far from lazy, it's just like. You know, we're the lazy generation considered by, like, our parents and everyone that's over, you know, 35 and up. They're probably considered us probably the lazy generation to think that everything's just given to us. Yeah. Pick it on so, like, it's kind of like that. But then Far From Lazy is the perfect mission statement because it takes – it just says that we're not that. Oh, I can't imagine it's easy doing all the things that you're doing. Uh, it sucks. But um, <laughs> it sucks. Like, yeah, what's the hardest part? Doing all the music videos, managing your artists. What's the toughest? The hardest part to me is dealing with the drama of music, not videos. Videos is cake. Like I can edit videos whenever I wanted to. I can spend, I can stay up all night and knock out videos. I can wake up in the morning and do them. I can just not do them for like two days and do them when I feel like it. But dealing with record labels and signing and other people's managers and having to be, you know, on this person's time at this time, blah, blah, blah. Like that stuff being mixed in with my regular life while trying to like, also like enjoy my life and be my own person. It's rough. And the different time zones don't help anything. Either yeah. Because you're, you're working for somebody else's schedule who's out in New York. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're calling you at midnight. What are they calling about? What are some of the things that you're getting called about? Just about getting stuff done. That's the hard part about music is, like, you can't just, like, do it overnight. I think clearing music's a, a big thing in contracts and stuff because it's it's pretty easy for an up-and-coming artist to just jump on YouTube and say, oh, this tight beat, and then download it and, and rap over it. But when it comes to signing to a label, you have to own that. You have to have rights to that music. Make sure you're not going to get sued. Yeah, correct. And so I, I think one of the most stressful times I've seen Tim in is, is right after King and Day Day signed, the label said, okay, well, as manager, you need to you need to track down all of these songs that they have accumulated over these years 
and track down all the producers and buy the rights and get the rights to all that music. Because up until this point, they're just making music, putting it on YouTube, hoping like something everybody. sticks, just like yeah. everybody. And Correct. now, when they actually get noticed and actually get signed, then it's like, okay, all this Correct. music that's made you, you know, yeah. famous to this point, and you now have to get But also, to. Tim, we want you to do it because nobody knows who you are. They don't know that King and Day Day are signed. So just keep yeah. that on the low-low. We're not a label wanting a song. You're just... You're just some kid from Alabama who wants the beat, so we get they the cheapest don't jack price. The price yeah. Yeah. Okay, because as soon as they know, like, oh, Sony wants this beat. And, yeah, that's a and fifty thousand dollars. He song. says cheapest price as if like it's still cheap. It's never. It's not. It's not like so, pay producers what they're worth, but yeah. there's always that incentive of like, oh, Sony wants it. I'm gonna give you fifteen x the sure. price. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like so like just to throw out a number so you can really understand truly is uh so before. Every studio session, every engineer, all the beats before signing, all of that stuff that the the label wanted, I paid for that out of my pocket before signing, which is roughly like twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay. To help, to help these two young kids, who will have no one to do that for them. And to really like try to get them to the next level so they can have a career and you know. So you're just you've learned from the mistakes of trying to buy back all the beats that they've already used. On I wouldn't YouTube. say it's a mistake. I would just say. Well, that, I mean, yeah, but like you know, going forward, like, hey, we need to get the rights to the music early on, right off yeah. the bat. Yeah, I would encourage everyone if you, if you, if you believe in yourself enough to make this music and and believe that it's going to pop off, then you need to invest in it and put forth and own the yeah because it's just going to be a nightmare if it does pop off and you do sign to a label it it falls on you to then Then get the the rights to that music correct producer can hold you hostage and be like oh yeah this song's great but i own it and i'm not giving it to you until you pay me x number that's correct yeah that's terrible there's also incentives from the labels too the labels say hey here's your signing but also you get this signing bonus or we will release this x amount of the contract once you have cleared all the all the music. Yeah, which is pain, 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 pain. But you but, got it all cleared, I, I assume. Yeah, it's, you know, there's still, like, behind the scenes that go in to make sure it's finalized. But, like, uh, this is a situation that just happened this week. There's a single that we're trying to drop for Day Day. And for the single for Day Day is uh, the record is completely cleared, samples cleared, producers paid, blah, 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 all that. Video shot for it, all done artwork that Zach just made for it all done now we just gotta wait like two three weeks for them to like really take care of it what does that mean like I don't know like it's it, it that's the thing is like I don't really know they're just like oh well we got everything but now we gotta like dig into it or something like that and mm-hmm. like I don't know what that process Put is on their the side seal of approval on it clear their yeah. clear it with their lawyer they got to make sure that they're ready because the label doesn't want anything coming back on them you know they're well, yeah. sure with a yeah tooth comb making sure make sure you don't have a little coke bottle in the background that you know we got to pay oh, royalties God, that was a whole another thing too it's like now that you're signed you can't just go say you just want to go and film outside Okay, well, you're filming that shot. Well, a bus drives by, and the bus just so happens to have a Coke sticker on it. You can't use that shot. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta either re, you gotta reshoot the shot, or you gotta cut it. But that depends on what label you're from. Because, truthfully, are you gonna get sued for having a Coke? No. Sign? Hell no. Hell no. There's no way. Like, 
Oh man, I, I have a. There's a song called Our City, which is about Birmingham. That's why I brought it up because we've dealt with this situation. And you guys filmed a video, sent it to the label. Label's like, oh, you got to cut. I like, edited all it five these times. I edited it five times to the point where they didn't even want to drop it anymore. Yeah, because it's not the video anymore. Yeah, I literally took out all the parts that I sh- like. It's it's called Our Backyard now. <laughs> like, our city to our backyard. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Our yeah. statues. You can't. You can't film certain you can't film statues. statues. You can't put Vulcan in there, really, because it's copyrighted. It's a statue. So murals and statues are copyrighted, and so without having written approval that you can use it, and you have to send them the video too, so they can actually hear the song. Correct. Because they may not, not want you good. saying MF or over and over. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. yeah. No. No. This doesn't gonna... represent uh, Vulcan the way we'd like it to. So it's a whole nother business but i think this i think the next step that we're taking with lcy to have an official studio that we can film in it you can avoid all that correct yeah but also the label can pay us okay even though it's mine double dipping yeah yeah the cool thing is it's tim has associated himself with he's got carlisle jones's management and then lcy media's production and so Tim, as a manager, can say, hey, we know that the label's looking at all these other videographers, but here's this production company that also does good videos. Here's our work. You know, this $10,000 you could be sending to... Just pay yourself. To send out, to send to art, well, to fly the artists out to California sure. to do yeah. all this. It's like you could cut costs, cut budget, do it right here at home. You know? I mean, think about this, too. You have a famous person coming to your studio... And studios, usually it's going to be anywhere probably maybe 8 to 12 hour session, depending on how many shots you want or shots you want to go with. If you even hire like a full production team, like not even us shooting it, if you just want to rent the space. And during that time, full studio over here too. So they might be able to work on some music or, yeah. you know, like there's just all kind of stuff when you have like that opportunity. Because I can tell you, going to any studio I've ever been to, full-fledged nothing, there's nothing doing there but sit down and wait. Mm. Well, we took advantage of that the other night. Tim was in the studio with Day Day, and somebody else just so happened to be in the studio. Tim's like, "Hey, I'm a videographer. Like, let's film a video." So, so literally, <clears throat> Day Day's in the studio over here on the left. Tim's right outside the booth on the right, filming this guy's music. Just video. some random dude. Well, he's been, he's a dude been working with like he, right. he did a couple oh, you songs. Knew him. Okay, I knew him, but his but his record label. Um, was like, hey, we need to get a video for this song ASAP. And they're like, oh, I'm in the studio with Carlisle right now. And he's like, oh, how much does he charge? He just boom, drop a video right there. Yeah. We dropped he, it today. And he, and he paid me immediately. Yeah, Shot awesome. it, edited it, gave it to him back in two days. Dude, and sweet. And because, I mean, it's four shots plus B-roll. I mean, like, and I'll show you the video afterwards. It doesn't look like it's shot. In, it doesn't look like it's shot in a studio. So that just goes back to prove that you don't have to have this huge production. It's all to about get the director. Like a cool, right? It's all know, about your point what, across, what you're going across. for, and different artists want different things. But right, for what we do, can you CGI a dragon in the background? No, uh, we don't do that. Okay. Yeah. We know people who would. It's just getting them to not drag their feet and actually. Do. We've yeah. tried that. I've approached two two individuals in particular like hey this is what we're doing you have a degree in this like let's let's pursue it and just hasn't hasn't panned out hasn't yet. Panned well out hopefully yet. it will so yeah. i don't know i'm i don't like i don't like effects personally i'm a cinematographer so i really like i consider myself a cinematographer not a cinematographer videographer, okay. not a videographer because i like cinema i like once i want stuff to look 
as good as possible. And is then, that how you define cinematography? Just not no effects or no CGI? Well, I mean, if you're watching a movie and there's effects in it. Well, yeah. No, I mean like transition effects. Like how are you defining effects? Like what are you like overlays that? that like transition to the next scene. Well, no, I don't think exactly. That's as a cinematographer is they shoot movies like. No, there's can be CGI in videos. I mean, in movies that's different. But I mean, like, there's no like when you shoot a movie, it's literally like, hey, there's a dude in this room and he's walking to the next room, and then but he's having dialogue and stuff like that. And then if it cuts, it's gonna cut to him walking through this door. But then there's a camera in here to get him walking into the next room. Like it's just like perfectly cut to really seamless. Capture. Where you kind of yeah. okay? Yeah, what that's what I like to do personally. Kind of you suspend your discipline. Now, sometimes effects you know. are good, though. Like, effects depend on the artist and stuff, and I will do that, but I will charge more because, you know, every video probably takes me about three or four hours unless you want effects. So that kind of goes back to a question I asked earlier. I mean, how many videos – we'll kind of start wrapping this up. How many videos have you guys shot in 2020 so far? Over 100. Yeah. But, uh, easily over 100. And just local artists find you guys saying, hey, I want you to shoot me a video. Yeah, I have, I have six videos this week. Mm-hmm. And how does that work? You shoot the videos, you edit the videos. Or? Yeah, it's it's give and take. It's 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 really per artist, really. But yeah. it's just you two. You aren't subbing this out to somebody no, else. No, no, it is it is all. just us. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So like, I'll I'll shoot primarily Tim. Tim, yeah. he, he's the backbone of this for yeah. sure. I I'll shoot like, and it's not to say that it's not to say anything about Zach doing that with that. It's just because I'm he's not there, and. I've been doing it so long that like I can just naturally just like understand. I, can, I, I shoot a video and I already know what parts I want in the video. Yeah. Because like, and I shoot everything handheld. I don't use any gimbals, stabilizers. I don't do anything like that. So you just roll up, pull out your one D and start filming. Yes. Yeah. We then, shot a video. You just playing music on like a little, on your iPhone? On a, like on we have a Bluetooth speaker. So we did a shoot the other night for um, this kid. Um, DMB6 AJ. And we literally got there. <laughs> We got there and was like, okay, where are we going to shoot? Well, we kind of scoped the area. Oh, there's this cool cul-de-sac area over here. Let's let's shoot down here. As soon as we walk down there, it starts raining. And instead of calling the shoot and being like, okay, we're done, it's raining, it was like, oh, okay, let's let's rework the video so that it works in the rain. And we shot the whole video in the rain. Yeah. But once you have a studio, weather won't be such a no, problem. No, not necessarily because what if I want an outside shot? Well, I mean, I know. I'm just saying, like, in the event that, like, we really don't need rain right now. Right. It would have been nice, but being able to act on our feet and instead of calling to shoot and right. coming back and doing it, that's what I really love about Tim is because he's super on the fly. He can be like, okay. Run this, a gun, baby. Run a gun. This was my whole idea. This isn't going to work. Instead of freaking out, he's like, okay, scrap, done. We're not doing it. Instead, we're doing this. And then boom, boom, boom. Just boom, adapt yeah. to the Get situation. That's cool, yeah. man. That's cool. Which yeah. is why you can also do weddings. Yeah. My wedding videos are so good. If only I did those more. Like my that's the, our the, bread and butter, man. Man, that wedding video I did for Perry and Troy is just like I I don't see anyone shoot wedding videos like I do though, because I just have a different approach than majority of people do have with weddings. Like, all right, if all we right. did weddings like Tim did, I would be in the wedding industry. Because so Tim, Tim shoots it like a B roll. So it's all you. You a friend of yours got married and you shot a wedding video, but you. You haven't really pursued that? No, it's a, just because, like, I guess. okay, so here, here, let's put it in this perspective. Okay, so now y'all charge way more for weddings than I do. 
but I feel like y'all do more than I do at a wedding. I'll go to a wedding. I'll be there for anywhere from eight to 12 hours, film it, get home. I'll finish the video in probably like three hours. Film it, film, it like, film it like a, a, a music video. You're just doing a montage of the day. Basically. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I condense it down to five to seven minutes, put some, find some royalty-free music, and... Boom, and, done. And, and it's shot in order. So it's like, it's so easy. I don't know how, like, it takes people forever to get wedding videos back. Because people want the reception and all stuff that they're never going to go back and watch. That's they want true. this two-hour-long movie of this special day. That's kind of going away. I mean, more people are doing, like, yeah. like the It's cheaper if you stuff. do the highlights. That's it. I'm with Tim. Just here. I'll, I'll be here for your entire wedding, but you're going to get, like, a three- to five-minute highlight video of all the yeah. best moments. It's going to look flashy. Yeah. It'll be, you can share it on Instagram. People, people will love it. Yeah. I, I'll show you after this. I'll show you after this. There's this scene in Perry and Troy's wedding where they had their first dance, and it literally looks like a movie. Sweet. Like a like it, like it movie, movie. And I got show them. Well, that's it, another avenue, man. I mean, keep... Pursuing I that, yes, but, but like, I guess, yeah, I can understand. Weddings aren't the most. We're so fun busy. What do. we're doing now, we'd have to hire somebody else to go do it. Yeah. yeah, and I did. Well, I sold my old camera, but my old camera, I would literally keep in the back of the room and film the whole reception on the uh, my ADD. And so when they wanted that way, I can purposely I can purposely catch the the final kiss and walking down the aisle, and everyone's reaction without having to be there. Plus, I get the whole entire ceremony, so if they want just that f- uh, video, they can pay me and get the 20-minute video. Right. So well, That's one way to do it. Finesse it. Mm-hmm. Cool. But other than that, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I like I like shooting music videos so much more, and there's so much more opportunity. Because the thing is, you see a music video, you really like it, you can get that. You don't have to wait till someone wants to get married. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's way more creative, too. Yeah. And and with coronavirus, it's just been like the best time to ever be in the video. Business. That's it. So <laughs> ironically, we we talked about we did a, this extensive search of trying to find places to move into, and the number one question is like, "Are you sure you're ready to move right now?" And a lot of uh, two people in particular were like, "Do are you currently working right now? Like, is yeah, your what? business profitable right now?" And every time it's like, "I know this is crazy to hear." But this is probably the most profitable we've been all year because just so happens all the artists we work with aren't at work right now and have all this free time to shoot videos. So that's, that's and it doesn't stop. Like I don't I actually don't have enough days in the week and hours in my life to shoot all the videos that I'd be asked for. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to keep problem to have, I guess. Uh you know, it's it's there and there. But I mean like sometimes I would gladly not take some of the money, but like because it's just like it's just another yeah. another well, take setback. all the work you can get while you can get it, man. It's awesome. I guess I'll, I want some sleep though. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks for coming to hang out. It's been fun. Oh yeah. You sound like you've had fun. <laughs> it's it's been. Draining. Let's talk about work, man, dude. It's been better than was AC. Thanks. Mm. That's the next heavy ultra investment. Is a. Uh, a heavy ultra air conditioner. It's yeah. the number one right complaint there. for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, or in my basement. I mean, like yeah, we'll get a we'll get an air conditioner eventually. That's see, okay. We'll see how long this. It's keeps practice going. for our studio when there's no AC in it. Yeah, we'll learn here. Anyway, thanks for letting me be on the podcast. Thanks, Tim. Thanks.